listeners, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs. And I'm so very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. And of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and of course, a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for all of those of you who are returning listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We really do appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honor Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide you some insight, some helpful tips, some suggestions, and really to showcase the different voices of the Brotherhood in an entertaining fashion that will hopefully keep you coming back. Now, today's guest is joining us all the way from deep in the heart of Texas, where everything is bigger, where the food is great, and something about the Alamo, which I forget. So our guest is currently serving as the national, on National Council and oversees the growth and education of our fraternity. So without further delay, uh, would you mind giving our guest uh, an introduction to yourself? Hello, brothers. My name is Jessica Lee. I am your current National Vice President for Colonization and Membership. If you are a returning listener, then my voice sounds very familiar. Um, As I uh, did season two um, of the podcast, um, and we did our series of diving into the history of the fraternities. So um, I am a a frequenter of the podcast. Um, I did some stuff in the first season with Zach as well, but was very excited that Bong invited me back um, and excited to talk with you all tonight about, or today, whatever time you're listening, um, about my position and um, some of the things going on. If you are new to us, um, my, um, as I said, my name is Jessica Lee. I am from the Northeast District, um, originally um, from um, the Ada Alpha chapter. I'm a life member um, at the Ada Alpha chapter at Lock Haven University of Pennsylvania. Um, and I served as Northeast District President uh, prior to um, serving vice, as Vice President for Student Affairs last biennium. Um, and now I'm your current VPCM. Uh, when I was active, I was a percussionist. Um, I played snare drum all five years um, that I was in marching band, um, and I was primarily the timpani player in concert band, um, and I did a couple semesters of percussion ensemble, um, and I also sang in a university choir in Cantori. So um, I graduated from Lock Haven with degrees in special and elementary education, so band was just my fun thing I did on the side. I was not particularly good at it. Professor Schmidt, my director, would say. Um, But um, I have two degrees in education, and then I also have a master's degree in educational leadership and policy studies with principal certification from the University of Texas at Arlington, where I'm also a honorary member of the Delta Sigma chapter there. Um, And currently, I serve as the director of curriculum and and instruction for a 3A school district in Central Texas. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. So uh, I didn't know that you sang. So would you mind giving our listeners a preview? No. Okay, great. I'm glad you don't mind. <laughs> no, I do mind. No, actually, if my daughter was here, um, she would be busting out some Frozen 2 because that's been okay. what we've been jamming out to in the car. So you've practiced, you've rehearsed, and now you're ready for performance. Go ahead. 
Oh my God. No, definitely not. <laughs> but no, I do love to sing. Um, and I think that's where Emmy gets it from. Um, but yes, I sing in our university choir, which was just like, you know, could you carry a tune and you got in. Um, but then our, our cantori was our select choir. So it was by audition only. They only took so many people. Um, and um, it was one of my favorite things I did in college. We got to um, do some really great things. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So as a national officer, uh, I'm sure you may get this question all the time, but do you do you work for headquarters or I know you mentioned something about your professional life, but do you live in Stillwater? Like what, what's, what's the deal there? Yes. So I do not. Um, the national officers, so um, the VPSA, the VPCM, the VPP, the VPPR and the national president um, and all the members of our board of trustees, we all serve. We are elected positions and we all serve without compensation. So we are not paid um, staff members of the fraternity. We do not live in Stillwater, um, but rather we are elected um, council members to two-year terms um, and then um, board members are four-year terms um, and some and which rotate. So some of those board members are up for election every two years and that's to bring some stability um, as the board oversees the corporation piece of the fraternity, but I do not live in Stillwater. Um, I frequent Stillwater. I live five hours south of Stillwater, um, so I'm pretty close in Texas. Um, but no, my position is elected by the students. Love it, awesome. So, just wanted to see, you know, how everything is going in your life, how you are doing as an individual. So, can you mind giving us a little bit insight into that? Sure. So, um, as I said, I am director of curriculum instruction for a 3A school district in Central Texas, and my husband, uh, Jack Lee, who's a past national president of the fraternity, um, he um, recently just got a new position with a different school district, and so um, I am Jack. single. Yes, I am single momming it right now um, because he um, has uh, the school district is two hours from where we live, so he has an apartment for the next five months. Um, and is there during the week and comes home on weekends to us. Um, and we are, um, I'm finishing up my contract with the school district and the kids. We have two children. Jackson is nine and Emmy is six and they are finishing the school years with me. Um, and then our plan is to move sometime in June or July once we sell our house um, to move out there. So that has kind of been consuming my life as we figure out the new normal without dad. Mm -hmm. um, and navigate, navigate what it's like to be, um, on my own, which is a little odd to all the single parents out there. If you are listening, y'all are the real MVPs because it is hard. It yeah. is very hard. Um, and so, um, I am definitely, uh, learning a lot about my patience level. Um, and, but uh, my children have really been great, especially Jackson. He has really stepped it up, um, for being nine years old. He has been very helpful. Um, good. so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good, but it's definitely been different. Awesome. So for all of our listeners out there, you can continue to give back and volunteer and help out with KK science still have a real life. So. Yes. And you can see, so you can be a mom um, or you can, you can have a career. You can do all of those things and, and still um, give back to the fraternity in this way. It can be done. 
I love it. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about your term as VPCM. How has that been going? What are some major things you're working on? Give our listeners some insight. Sure. So um, it's been very busy. Um, The thing, you know, having served two years on council as VPSA, the awesome thing about being VPSA is that the position isn't very well defined. It's just, you know, the position that gets to do the communication and the connection and students. And um, so you really get to make it what you want, which is a beautiful thing. Um, And the VPCM is very, very, very structured. There are certain things that you are responsible for um, that really make the fraternity go round. Um, so it is um, one of the positions that deals with the day-to-day operations of the fraternity. Um, you cannot not check your email for more than a few days or else I will get over 100 emails. Um, so I am pretty on top of it or I try to be. Um, but basically there's kind of... Um, four different pieces of the job. Um, There's the education piece, so the curriculum committee and the road to wisdom and continuing membership education, that's kind of one piece. Um, And then there's the chapter field representative program because I oversee our CFRs in that program. Uh, Then there's um, our colonies and expansion and colonization. So everything from phone calls with interested directors, fielding questions from students that are interested, creating those materials. Um, And then actually, once we have our colonies, working with the colonies, setting them up and putting them through to become chapters. Um, And then finally, there's... um, the risk management um, and and discipline piece. So um, are looking at our policies, educating around our policies, working with our chapters um, that need our help and support um, as they work through their own troubles. Um, And that also includes um, investigations um, and also um, any of our chapters um, that are struggling. And I'm also the person that gets any kind of membership sort of question. Um, so chapter and a personal problems or any of those kinds of questions. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into mm-hmm. the job. Um, it is definitely um, work-life balance. You really have to structure that time and say, I'm going to dedicate this time to the fraternity and then mm-hmm. I need to step away and have my family time or my own time sure. um, because it would be very easy to make this your full-time job yeah. um, if you're not <laughs> careful. Um, but it is, um, you really um, get to be a part of the day-to-day operations of the fraternity. I probably talked mm. to headquarters every day during the, the work week, um, mm-hmm. in e- whether it's by email or phone. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot involved with the position. Awesome. So, you know, going um, a little bit deeper into what you're doing, we, we recently saw some updates on colonies. Um, wanted to see if you could share with our listeners a little bit more about that and, you know, what does the colony process look like? Oh, yes, I'm so excited. Um, we currently have four colonies. One started last semester. Um, that's mm-hmm. the um, Ada Ada recolonization at um, Jackson State. Um, and um, we are so excited because um, we're looking at a colony installation date for them um, mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Um, so that's very exciting and we haven't set a date yet, but we're, we're in the process of that. Um, and so um, 
then we also have three new colonies this semester. Um, the Kappa Kappa recolonization at Miles College um, in the Southeast District, along with Jackson State. Um, in the Northeast District, we have um, Hampton University, which is a brand new colony for us. And then in the North Central District, Chicago State University, um, which is also a brand new colony for us. So we have four colonies. Um, three are HBCUs. Chicago State is primarily a minority institution, serving institution um, mm -hmm. in Chicago. Um, and so I'm very excited um, about these colonies. Colonization um, now takes about a semester. Um, Jackson State got a little bit held up by their university, but um, mm -hmm. it wasn't their fault. Um, they're now um, back on track, which is great, but Good. colonization takes a semester now. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I use utilize a colony advising team of three, one of mm -hmm. which is the governor from that district, whatever district the colony is in, um, mm -hmm. to basically teach some lessons from the Road to Wisdom, um, mm -hmm. but then some are geared specifically to colonies. For example, one of the lessons is chapter operations, and it's learning how to run a meeting. What do your offices do? How officer positions should work? Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily... It's a little bit like lesson two of the road to wisdom, but it's more right. operational in nature. So um, the colony um, creates their own calendar. It's the first thing they do. They have a colony oh, cool. orientation yeah. meeting, just like the membership candidate orientation meeting. Um, and then they create their calendars. So they pick their degree dates, their installation dates. Um, and then they also get a ritual chapter. So they do get a chapter assigned to them to help work with them. And so okay. I'll do the, I'll use now to give them a shout out. Um, the new Zai chapter, University of Chicago, um, uh, Urbana-Champaign is um, working with Chicago State, um, working with Miles College is the Pi chapter in Auburn, and then working with um, the Hampton um, colony is um, the... Iota Zai? Iota Zai, yes. Sorry, I had to think for a second. At Norfolk State University. <laughs> um, and so, so excited. Um to those chapters are excited to work with our colonies. Um, mm -hmm. All of the colonies are getting started. Um, two of the three have had their orientation meeting already. Um, so you should be looking out for colony installation dates in April. That's exciting. Yeah. So, you know, that's really great to hear, uh, especially with, you know, as, as we're looking, you know, we often hear about the next hundred years of the fraternity and um, it's, it's really great to see how the process is playing out so that, um, chapters really get an understanding, you know, from coming from, um, from Alpha Zeta, I, I had no idea what that looked like. Um, so to, to see and to, um, get updates about what, what that calling the process looks like, I, I, I think it's going to be really helpful for, um, our organization, but just really our students as well to, to get a better understanding of how, how a new chapter comes to be. Um, okay, great. So now let's let's shift a bit to the RTW, the Road to Wisdom. Um, I have to ask, what are CAs and do they still exist? Okay, so we no longer have curriculum advisors because we are not in the middle of of, of rolling out. We have implemented the Road to Wisdom. This is Biennium mm -hmm. 2 um, now, so um, we don't have colony advisors anymore. We still have the curriculum committee, um, mm -hmm. and Derek Stoughton um, is our chair. Um, he was on our committee last Biennium, and he has taken over as chair of the committee, um, and um, it's a, um, a diverse committee um, made up of active members, of alumni members. Um, there's a governor on that committee, 
there's um, brothers from an HBCU, so a really diverse um, committee of folks. Um, and now, um, our primary goals, um, one, are to collect the updates. Um, mm -hmm. So as you're going through, um, Road Wisdom 2.0 got released in January. Um, we did, I did two training sessions um, on that, and we will be posting a video training session that you can follow as well. Um, you can always email curriculum at kksci.org with any questions regarding the Road to Wisdom. Um, and if you have any errors that you see, please email us those too. We keep a running list of updates. So primarily mm -hmm. the curriculum committee does the updating of the Road to Wisdom. Um, we also do um, review um, calendars and activity reviews. So if you're a chapter listening in right now, know that to do membership education, you have to submit a calendar. And that template and job form link are on the Road to Wisdom page of the website, the national website um, to be accessed. Um, and as well as if you do any activities that are outside the Road to Wisdom, um, they need to be submitted for an activity review before they can be done. Mm -hmm. So um, we review those. Um, and then finally, um, just the creation of resources. So listening to feedback from brothers um, and creating new things if needed. Um, one of the things that you'll find on our YouTube channel is several sample lessons taught by other chapters now, um, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Um, so really thinking about what can we do to help support you. So if there's something you feel like you need, please contact us and let us know. Um, but those are kind of the, the primary functions of the curriculum committee now. Um, and then as far as the Road to Wisdom is concerned, like I said, 2.0 is out. Um, there was an email sent out with all of the updates. Um, some of the major ones um, include um, the fill in the blank is gone from the candidate guidebook. We got a lot of feedback that people didn't like that. So everything has been filled in. Um, we also did updates to some of the lessons. Um, um, included things that you asked for. Um, I would say in the appendix, the big inclusion was the Big Brother guidelines. There's a lot of stuff in there now regarding Big Brothers, um, which was asked for um, post-national convention um, or at the national convention um, from the membership ed committee. Um, we also have... Um, in the appendix, there's a VPM checklist. So if you are a brand new VPM, never done this before, you can follow that checklist and it kind of tells you step-by-step step, um, how to do things, implement within the road to wisdom. Um, and then updates to the major um, pieces of the new road to wisdom update. Um, I think the key is that please reach out to us for help. Um, shout outs here to Albany State, Alabama State, Elizabeth City, you guys, uh, brothers from those chapters, uh, James and Rashad and Paris, y'all, those VPMs reach out to me, those presidents, they reach out to me all the time with questions. Um, Katrina Merrick from U Delta Brothers, you guys, um, there's a lot of brothers that have no problems reaching out. And so please um, don't, don't hesitate to email us at curriculum at kksci.org or I put my cell phone number out there all the time. So please, you can, if you have my number, text me, or if you send me an email, it's in my signature, you can feel free to call or text me too. Awesome. So that was a lot to digest. And so that's what, I mean, like, I, I definitely agree. Like, you know, this is 
there's a lot to go through. So, you know, like, like Jessica said, if, if you guys are listening, like reach out for help because you don't have to do this all on your own. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot to go through. Um, but with some guidance, with some coaching and, you know, some, some clarity, um, you're, you're, life could be a lot easier. So, And your district VPN, we have great district VPMs across the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jillian in the Southeast, Evan in the Northeast, Hannah in the Southwest. Um, The Western District is Ashley. Um, Midwest is new. Is that Jacob now? I think Midwest is new. Yes, his name is Jacob, isn't it? Yes. Um, and then um, in the North Central, um, is it Jack? Jack? Yeah. Okay. And so, look, I did give names tonight. Um, <laughs> y'all have great, great, great um, district BPMs out there. So don't hesitate to reach out to them, too, because nine times out of ten, they're going to know the answer. Um, and if they don't, then they'll usually text me for it. So don't hesitate to reach out your, to your district BPMs for help, too. Yes. And if they don't help you, Tell them. Just kidding. No, the, 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 <laughs> I mean, they're, they're great at responding. And like, if you know, the, the great thing about um, our district officers and like the relationships that we get to build with them is that if they don't know the answer to a question, you know, they have the support of their governors and that, you know, they're very quick to reach out to one of the national officers for clarification. So again, we're all here to support each other. We just want to make sure that we're doing things the right way and that we are here to support and to uphold our values. So exciting stuff. So Jessica, you talked about um, the major changes to the road to wisdom. You talked about the calendar, the uh, calendar submission and why that's important. So if you don't mind, we're going to shift over to the upcoming months here. So the season is pretty much upon us where we're all, you know, we're all very excited to be traveling to our uh, respective conventions. So if, um, if you are, you are traveling this year, correct? Oh yes. And which, uh, which conventions are you going to? Um, I am excited to see brothers at the Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, and Western District conventions this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing the the four conventions, all four that we're able to travel. Sorry, um, North Central and Midwest. I hope to hit you guys next year. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, I am. I am doing the full circuit. Love it, love it. So with you know with with um, convention seizing and all that, um, you know, it, this means that there's going to be a lot of focus around district elections and most likely chapter elections as well. What piece of wisdom or advice can you share with somebody who's running for district VPM? Um, you know, I had the opportunity to chat with a couple people actually that are interested with district VPM. I think um, some of the biggest advice I can say first, just running for any district office, um, is to have two or three really clear goals and just, you know, kind of your plan on how you're going to meet those goals. I think sometimes we see a few things. Sometimes we don't see enough action. And so we not, we're not sure how people are going to achieve things. Um, sometimes we just see a lot of actions and we're not sure how it fits together. Um, and sometimes we just see too much. So um, if you're running for any office, I think two or three clear goals that can be accomplished in a year um, and exactly how you plan to meet them, what are going to be the steps you're going to take to meet them um, is always a good way to kind of structure that platform. But when I think about district VPMs, I think about 
the spaces where district VPMs can be really powerful. Prior to the Road to Wisdom, district VPMs were talking about this is what your MEP should look like and, and this is what you should include. And now we have that structured. So I would think about these things. What can you do for chapters that are struggling? What can you do for brand new chapters, especially um, chapters that just got done being a colony because those chapters are some of our most vulnerable um, mm -hmm. because they're still learning everything and they need somebody to check in and hold their hand. Um, and so I think that's a great place where the district BPM can help. Um, mm -hmm. I also think about our chapters that are on membership advisement or on probation um, that need that extra help and support. Um, and that's another great space for district district VPMs to help with. Um, and then finally, when it comes to the road to wisdom, whatever you can do as a district VPM um, to make sure chapters are turning in calendars, make sure chapters are um, um, implementing the road to wisdom, make sure that chapters are um, kind of taking it and making their own because I think that there's still the misconception out there that you have to follow it cover to cover. Um, and you have a lot of opportunity and ability to be able to take this program and tailor it to your candidates. So it can look different every semester depending on the candidates that you have. So thinking about innovative, innovative ways that you can help support chapters with the implementation to that Road to Wisdom. Um, so if I were district VPM, those are the spaces that I would look at is innovative implementation and strategies um, for the road to wisdom, um, kind of the more um, structured pieces of making sure you're turning that those pieces in of the calendar and activity mm -hmm. stuff and the membership candidate registration form. Um, but then thinking about um, new chapters and then our, our chapters that um, struggle and what are the ways we can reach out, we can communicate, we can offer support, professional development. Those are kind of the spaces and places that I would be thinking about. Yes, all that. I mean, there's just, there's just so much and to have not only just the passion, but some sort of vision and some sort of method that you want to go through. So let's, let's say this, um, if you don't mind me adding in another question here is like, let's say when it comes to being district VPM, what, are, what about, I, I hear students say all the time, well, I'm not a good teacher. Oh my gosh, you don't have to be. And, and I think that that's the biggest misconception that, you know, even with the road to wisdom, you don't have to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. You just have to be someone that is willing to offer help and support that is willing to either answer the questions or find the answers to those questions for them. So not just saying, hey, I don't know, but saying, I don't know, but I'm going to text some people to see if they know, and I'm going to find this answer for you. Um, I think um, being someone that's passionate about that support role, because that's really what the district VPM is. When you think about the support you're giving to other VPMs um, as they um, implement the Road to Wisdom, you're not gonna have all the answers. But mm -hmm. what you can do is connect them to other VPMs, connect them to the curriculum committee, create spaces to collaborate. Um, mm -hmm. I know um, the NED, Evan um, um, Troy, as um, the district VPM there, he created um, a whole district VPM chat that they use. And so mm -hmm. they have all of their VPMs in that chat and they use it as a space to ask questions and collaborate. And I think thinking about creating the spaces for mm -hmm. people to ask questions is important, um, but you don't have to be a good teacher. 
you just have to be a good supporter, facilitator, and a guide. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that, if you think about it that way, it's appropriate because the VPM is our guiding spirit. And that's really what you are for the district. You're the guiding spirit, um, connecting them to the knowledge, to the people, to the information, Mm -hmm. or to the spaces to be able to collaborate. Great. So would you say all of that, wrap that up, would that also apply to chapter VPM or like, or would it be different? Oh, I would think that it's kind of that same thing. Like, you know, if you're a chapter V, if you're in your chapter right now and mm-hmm. you want to be the VPM, you, this is what I tell people as a chapter VPM, your number one goal is to create the best possible membership experience for those candidates because you already gave them the most difficult task when you handed them the bid. The bid was the hard part. That was the hurdle that they had to jump over because there was something truly outstanding in that individual that the chapter recognized that they said, yes, you are an outstanding band member that is worthy of membership. And so everything after that membership is teaching them about the, the lore and documents of the fraternity, the history, the operations, the people, the experiences, the values. It's about exposing them and, and providing these experiences to talk about it. And so you don't have to be a good teacher. You just have to be committed to providing great experiences and knowing that what you're doing is providing training. It's training mm-hmm. to become a brother. It's not a hurdle. It's not a hoop. It's not something you have to prove. It's you're going to be a brother and it's my job as VPCM to give you the best or the VPM to give you the best preparation possible so that you're ready to take this next step. And when you think about that, one, you don't have to do it alone because it's the chapter's job to educate and initiate members, not just the VPM. So you have an entire chapter of people to be able to support you and help you. And two, we, did, we encourage you as a VPM to utilize a committee, an assistant, a chapter, mm-hmm. all depending on how big you are. And so you can get people that can help teach lessons. You can get people that can, can help and assist and, and be the creative guide if that's not your thing. But you need to be committed. You need to be committed to success. You need to be committed to providing the best possible experience. You need to be committed to that preparation. You need to be committed to instilling the values. That's all it takes, commitment. You all didn't know you guys were coming to a TED Talk today, were you? Mic drop. (laughs) Boom. that's awesome. So like, I mean, I, I really, at the end of the day, like if, if you are, and I'm talking to, you know, our, our active brothers here, like if you are curious, if you're interested in running or just chatting about chapter VPM, about district VPM, like we are here to talk through some of your ideas Like we want to help you um, in, we, we want to, to make sure that you get all your questions answered i mean it's not just us again you have such and we have such a rich history of of leaders um from the district level chapter level national level who are all here to help you um and if let's say hey bob um i don't really want to talk to you about this but can you connect me to the right person of course i'm sure jessica would do the same thing um so you know we just really want you to like you know this is a student-centered organization and we want to encourage you to take the opportunity to not only utilize your voice, but to help others as you are leading develop their voice as well. No, so, absolutely. And I think just to piggyback off that, um, if you're not sure and you're on the fence, please reach out. Jessica Lee at KKSI.org, Bong at KKSI.org will convince you.
Bonco at kksi.org. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, you should just be Bong at KK. You should get that one too. I should. Yeah. Who else is going to, who else is going to be named like that? So <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so let's say our listeners, they're tuning in and they get nothing else from this call, but there's one thing that you want them to get away from this, um, this message or this, this podcast, what would it be? Here's what I would say. If you're an active brother, we want to see you. We want to, to interact with you. We want to talk with you at convention. So if it is at all possible, please come to convention so we can meet you, so we can chat with you, so we can help you. Um, and if you're an alum and you're listening in, come back. We want you. We want you to be a part. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to get you back um, into the fold and get you interested, whether it's the Alumni Association, um, whether it is a local alumni association you're considering starting for your chapter. Um, convention is the time to um, regenerate you know, the love, I think. And I always look forward to convention season because one, it reminds me of exactly why I give up an extraordinary amount of time to this organization and it's the people. Um, we are an organization that was built on, that was founded on people and relationships and, and those interactions that we have through our love for music. And so if you don't walk away from anything else from this, um, either come back to us or make plans to come to convention. Um, but reach out to your people, reach out to your chapter brothers, reach out. If you're an alum, reach out to those people that made you join KKSI. Um, and, uh, remember why you're doing what you're doing or why you did what you did. Um, make those connections and, and come to convention. Yeah, that's great and all, but if there was one thing I wanted you to get from this this podcast is that my email is actually bonco at kksi.org. I'm just kidding. No, that's 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 great. No, because um, obviously there are going to be times where the things that we do in KKSI are going to get tough. We're going to be at each other's throats. We're going to disagree because we're all leaders and we have, we're very passionate about being readers, about being musicians, about serving, and we want to do things the right way. And, and you know, sometimes we we argue about that or, you know, things may get heated, but at the end of the day, it's the fact that we do care for one another. We share values and we, we, we share a ritual that we share lessons that help us have a better understanding of how to love each other. So, um, just going to pause there for a second. Um, so with, with this call coming, uh, this podcast coming to an end, Jessica, I just wanted to say, uh, really appreciate your willingness to speak on everything and to, to you know answer all these questions. But I do have one more question for you. It's going to be a deep one, so hold on tight. As we look towards the next hundred years of Kappa Kappa Psi, what can you share about your vision for opportunity? And to be more specific, what do you envision the role that membership education and VPMs play in the next hundred years? Oh, just lob me the softball, why don't you? Um, <laughs> gosh, Bong, that is such a hard question. Um, and to those listening, he sent me this ahead of time, and I still, <laughs> I have marinated on this, and it is a really difficult question. Um, I think when I think about the next 100 years, or even when I think about the next several years, um, we banned in many states is a crisis. 
And um, I, I am from a state um, where um, college bans are continually threatened by university issues, um, lack of money, um, declining student enrollment. Um, and so my own program at Lock Haven is an example of that, the declining enrollment of the university. University enrollment is half the size of what it was um, when I was active 15 years ago, 20 years ago, almost. Um, and so, um, and that is not an anomaly. That is all across the country. And so when I think about Kappa Kappa Psi and our role in college bands, we need to be an organization that college band directors can't live without. Um, and that is to make sure that we are supporting the mission and values of college bands across the country, um, that we are, providing programming and development for our students um, that not just make better brothers, but we need to start looking at the possibilities of what kind of development can we bring to bands. And so not just being a member of Cap Cap Psi or Tau Beta Sigma to benefit from our programs, but thinking about how can we bring our, bring our programs into band programs to help all band members. Um, and that's something that I'm and becoming very passionate about um, mm -hmm. as I've had the opportunity to visit with so many directors across the country. And I mm -hmm. have to answer the question, how will your organization benefit my band program? And mm -hmm. so that's something that's really had me thinking. Um, and if you're listening and you have ideas on what that could look like, I would love to hear them. Um, but that that's something that I think about as far as the vision is concerned. When I think about more specifically in membership education um, and VPMs, um, the membership education piece is about training our members. And I kind of, you know, gave my TED Talk earlier about how I view membership education and how the most difficult thing to give is the bid. Um, and what I am finding in my experience of working with universities across the country related to membership education is that university requirements are getting stricter and, and much more restrictive because of laws and the deaths of students across the country in hazing cases. Um, mm -hmm. And so because of those um, horrible instances in Pennsylvania, in Florida, in Texas, um, those states, uh, Louisiana, um, and the Max Groover law, those states, their hazing laws have got, gotten um, much more restrictive than they've ever been before. And, and with good reason, um, because I, I have a Google alert set up and I get articles every day about the impact um, of, of those particular states on hazing laws, but then their parents that go around and, and talk about the loss of these lives. Robert Champion, I, I saw his parents speak at the Champion Foundation at an SED DLC a few years ago, um, and it was the most horrible, heartbreaking thing as a mother to hear his mom talk about that experience while she had his Anna on the podium. I will never forget that as long as I live. And his whole family came and attended that event. Um, and so when I think about membership education, it is a protection. It's a protection mm -hmm. to make sure we provide a safe experience for our candidates um, and provide that training for them. Um, and I think VPMs need to be the facilitator, the guide, the advocate for our candidates. Um, but we need to, as an organization, make sure that we're staying on the up and up and how those laws impact us, how um, university restrictions impact the way we mm -hmm. operate. So for example, I'm seeing more universities across the country that are now making, um, they're not allowing any membership education to happen off campus at all. 
um, and that is the growing trend um, because yeah. of um, the, the, those deaths that have happened. So staying up with things like that. Um, but I think that if anything, we just need to make sure that we stay current and diligent um, and that um, we are always responding to what students want to see in membership education, making sure we're making our program relevant to today's college student and mm -hmm. that it doesn't become static. Um, I think that's one of the most important things that we can do. So relevant to trends in the college world, relevant to trends in laws, relevant mm -hmm. to our students. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Jess, for joining us today and, and, and being our guest and speaking on all of this stuff. We know you have an incredible, incredibly busy schedule. So on behalf of the fraternity and the rest of the National Council, I just want to say we truly appreciate you and admire all that you're doing to promote musicianship and leadership and service. And um, a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining today. So if you like this episode, then please share and suggest our pet podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, you know, we do this not to hear ourselves talk. We do this to share insight that could be meaningful for you, that could inspire you to take action that could change or you know, start spark some conversation. But we also need your help in finding the right topics to cover, the, co the topics that you want to hear and brothers that you want to hear from. So if you have any suggestions, please reach out to me um, at bonco at kkpsi.org. Um, it's spelled B-A-N-G. CO at kkpsi.org. Thanks again for joining us today on KKSI Presents. My name is Paul Kell, your host, uh, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, A-E-A. -E